0: Just so you guys know, at the end of the day, the guy who's going to win out of the three of you is really just the guy who shows up the most. From the moment you wake up to the moment your head hits the pillow, this is the It's All Day podcast. Your home for knowledge and inspiration about fitness, nutrition, and the mentality behind what it takes to be great. What is up, guys? Welcome to another episode of the It's All Day podcast. And today, we're going to be talking about a couple different updates, insights um, as to what's been going on with like different clients I have in person, some of the realizations they've been having, and then some of the realizations I've been having in the process of coaching them. So if you guys don't know, I coach about half my clients online and half of my clients in person. Most of my clients that are online are weight loss specific clients. So if you're someone listening to this and you are looking to lose a little bit of weight, whether it's 10, 15, 35 pounds, hit me up. I've got probably three more spots open for some online coaching at the moment. And then in person, I coach people, either they're athletes or there's somebody who is struggling with some sort of knee pain issue. So my athletes that come in, some of them either have um, knee pain issues or they just wanna strengthen their legs to prevent and avoid any future potential injuries that they may have. And then I've also got um, a couple of different ladies who either have a full knee replacement. I have another lady client, she has two torn meniscus My mother who trains with me, she has like two torn rotator cuffs. So I'm working shoulders with her. Um, So I've got a lot of hands-on people in the gym that I train every single day. And then I've got my online clients that I check in with weekly. So some of the biggest things I've seen with the people that have been training with me in person. In the beginning, when I moved into this new spot with my buddy, Kevin, who actually owns this house, Uh, Shout out Kevin for letting me turn his garage into my gym. So stoked on that. Um, When we first started, a lot of the people that started to work out were just a lot of my buddies from high school, buddies from back home who kind of always said they wanted to work out. And with me moving back in town, I've been back home for probably two years now. I used to live up in Ormond last year by myself, and then I moved down one city to Port Orange this last year. Um, and living here and being able to have a lot of my high school friends, um, guys that were either just schoolmates or guys that played soccer with me back in the day, having a group of guys around has been super beneficial for my own training. So the lesson one is just really trying to find an environment and a group of people who can push you on the days when you're not feeling super energized. There has been days when I go out to the garage and I've trained people in the morning, I've talked to my online people in the afternoon and then I got to train in the afternoon myself with my friends and I'm sure they've noticed days when I'm dragging ass a little bit because I notice days when they're dragging ass a little bit and hopefully one of us is fully energized because if one of us is fully energized that energy that they give off can then radiate to the rest of us in the room. And it can really help liven the environment and get you through workouts. You wouldn't typically do on your own. So finding an environment, if it's not like a specific gym, it's like getting a gym partner, the value of having somebody there to keep you accountable. There's been times when either some of my roommates, my roommate or my friends Have not showed up to work out a couple days, and all I got to do is send a message, and I go, "Hey, where, where have you been?" And back in the day, I'm sure they never had somebody to send them that message to tell them to get into the gym and to come work out. And I've started to notice we've I've probably been in this house for about nine nine months, so it's been about nine months, maybe eight. There's about one month when we all took off pretty heavily during Christmas time, so about eight months that my friends and I have had some pretty consistent workouts. Um, for me, I've been doing this for five, six, seven years. For my friends and the people that I've been training in the garage, this is probably one of the first times that a lot of them have been consistently working out for around eight to nine months. And I'm starting to notice the differences in their bodies. They're starting to notice the differences in their bodies. And even better, a third party a lot of my neighbors have come up to me when I go for walks or if we're all pushing the sled down the street and they will come up to me and go, Hey, like, what are you feeding all of your people in the garage? Because we've noticed all of them are getting way bigger. Like your roommate's back is looking good. Like this dude looks huge. Like you're training a ton of studs. And they tell me that, they tell my friends that. And for my friends to hear that uh, affirmation of the hard work they're putting in is like, now producing results that not only they see but others see as well, which is what I really think a lot of us crave, um, has been a super rewarding thing for me to see. And in the beginning, one of the best things I did to get my friends motivated, and this is another good tip for any of you out there, is, and it's also partly the reason why most people hire a coach, is because I started putting a board out in the garage. So for my Afternoon people that I train, the majority of them are just friends and family. It's pretty lax. It's one of my lowest um, paying tickets. They all pay a lot less than most of my other people. But most of my other people are doing one-on-ones and two-on-ones without me working out. My afternoon people are just friends and family. I write workouts for them. We all work out together. And at first it was going well, but there was no accountability outside of myself for them to push themselves in the gym. So what I introduced is the whiteboard and the whiteboard has all of our workouts for the next four weeks. So we go in four week blocks and I'll write down all of the workouts we're going to be doing. And every time you do your workout for that week, you're going to put your score on the board. And this does two things. One, it's going to motivate them the next day or the next week that they hit that same workout because now they have a standard that they need to at least match. And if they don't match and they put a lesser weight on the board, then they're literally going in the wrong direction. So you might feel great this week. Let's say you're doing bench press, you hit 50s on the dumbbell, you're feeling great. Next week though, let's say it's you know next Monday, you're tired, maybe you went out on the weekend, you didn't get a lot of great sleep on Sunday and here comes Monday, And what feels like 50 pounds last week now feels way heavier. And you're struggling to hit the same weights and you kind of want to do less weight. But because you have it on the board, you're now held accountable to at least hit 50s, even when you're fatigued. So that's part one that's great for the board. Part two is it allows my friends to have a little bit of competition, some friendly competition, because a lot of my friends are pretty close um, strength wise in their numbers. Some of them might be better at pushing. Some might be better at pulling. Some might be better at squatting and deadlifting all these types of things. Everyone's got their thing. They're a little bit good at, which is great for them to also understand and recognize. But the big thing is it allows them to push themselves and, uh, be competitive without me needing to be the only source of motivation, because now it's not just me saying like, yeah, you got this, like, come on, let's put on some more weight. Let's get strong. Now it's not just me, it's their buddy who's next to him saying, you better hit that weight because I just hit it. And it's a friendly competition that makes you push just that little bit further. It makes training just that much more enjoyable. And those are the biggest things that really keep people around for the long haul. Some of my friends at one point were kind of faltering and not showing up as often. And except for one of them, one of my buddies, Koi, he had been super consistent no matter what. And I told him and my other buddies once they were all in the gym and I said, hey, just so you guys know, at the end of the day, the guy who's going to win out of the three of you is really just the guy who shows up the most. And right now, Koi's been showing up the most. So whether you guys understand that right now or not, if Koi continues to be the man who shows up the most and you guys continue to not show up, eventually, if you're a little bit stronger than Koi, he's going to catch up to you. And then eventually Koi is gonna start passing you. And once Koi passes you and he stays consistent, if he stays consistent and then you start becoming more consistent and working out, you're never gonna catch him because the momentum's too far forward for you to catch. And once I told all of them that, they all understood now like, ooh, I gotta make sure I show up as often as possible so I can keep progressing because if I don't, if I stop or if I go in the wrong direction, My friends are still going to show up and they're going to continue to progress. So it gives them another layer of accountability because if they don't put in the work, they're missing an opportunity where their buddies are putting in the work. So that's been a massive uh, realization for me to see. It's great for me to see as a coach, um, to have my clients pushing themselves. If you're someone who's working out by yourself and maybe you don't have that type of feel, first thing you can do is find find a workout partner find somebody who's striving to have the same goals as you are and then you two go to the gym at the same time. If you guys aren't going to the gym at this if you guys aren't going to the gym at the same time, you should at least be sharing the reps, the sets that you're hitting, ideally you guys are doing something pretty damn similar so you guys can be a little bit competitive with it but in a healthy way and that way you two can keep each other accountable in the same sense that my clients in person are keeping each other accountable. Now, the second thing that I've noticed with a lot of my clients that I'm working with with regards to their needs is understanding when it comes to rehab and when it comes to recovering from major injuries, you are not going to have the same progressive, the same progression curve as you would if somebody was just trying to put on some muscle. When somebody's trying to put on some muscle, The percentage curve, it you know, you might be improving, you know, one percent every single week, one percent, one percent, one percent. It's pretty consistent, even on day, even on weeks when you take a deload. That deload, the one percent improvement you're getting is really just from the rest and the recovery to allow you to keep moving and progressing. When it comes to having an injury, an injury does not have the same progression curve, and you have to be much more patient with an injury and you have to really celebrate the small wins. Now, this is true for me as it is for any other of my clients. I've even had times this last week where I was starting to get a little frustrated with my knee, even though the progression of it has been going amazing. You know, I tore my knee February 3rd. We are going on one, two, three, four. We are on month six and I've squatted the lowest I've ever been able to squat. Most people that I tell have, most people I tell, um, that I have a torn ACL, all of them are like in disbelief. They're like, I would have never known you had a torn ACL based on how you're walking and how you're moving and everything like that. Um, taking a soccer ball is getting a little bit better. It still feels kind of loose, but I myself have to be careful with not getting complacent and not wanting things to progress faster than I think they possibly could. um, because your body, when it comes to recovery, it's on its own clock and you have to be patient and you have to celebrate the 0.001% improvements. It might not be range of motion, bending your knee. It might be my hamstrings are a little looser. And like, that's a win towards your knees because it's going to help you in the future. When your knees start to heal, if your calves are getting stronger, that's a win for your knees. If your tibs are getting stronger, it's a win for your knees. If you can go further on the sled, if you can push faster on the sled. If you're getting stronger upper body-wise, all of these little wins are wins towards a major injury. Because when the injury is happening, you can't just focus on the injury progression because it's gonna be really, really slow. So you have to create other goals to keep your mind focused on progression. And throughout that time, Your major injury will slowly heal, but it will only heal as good as you focus less and less on it. Um, Doesn't mean you don't put all the work, but I'm talking about the mind focus that so many people put on it. I have clients that come in who have a full knee replacement and she's been three months post-surgery and she's like frustrated that she can't like fully bend her knee. And I'm like, listen, I only tore my ACL and I'm six, I'm literally double the amount of time as recovered as you. And I can't bend my knee fully. So how on earth could you think that you're needing to bend at three months? And it's a perspective, Uh, you know, I have other people that have also torn ACLs, sprained MCLs, ACL reconstruction surgeries. And as they're coming in at different times, it's, I wish I was there faster. I wish it was done quicker. I wish I didn't have the pain. It's like, I understand. I literally understand. I have a torn ACL as I speak, but you focusing on it not being healed isn't going to make it heal any faster, but if you can put your focus on improvement in other areas around the knee, in the upper body, in your nutrition, in your sleep, in your supplementation, in your friendships, in your mindset, all of those things, the more that you focus on improving those is going to give the major injury enough time to fully heal. And then out of nowhere, you'll be surprised. I've tried to really focus on my hamstrings getting stronger, uh, gaining flexibility in my quad muscle, not necessarily bending in the knee, but being able to do more of a couch stretch to open up my quad. And that's been, been able to help my knee get more and more of a bend. And then there was a day when I was training one of my in-person clients. And as I was doing some like tactile feedback, touching different parts of their body to make sure they were focusing on movements, I didn't even realize that I went down into a squat to help him in his movement. And it wasn't until two hours later that I go, wait a second, I think I just squatted a second ago. And it's because I haven't been looking in the mirror every single day, checking the depth of my squat because that would drive me insane because the progress would be so minuscule. Instead, I've been spending six months doing sled work, tibs, calves, step downs, Nordics, seated good mornings, sissy squats, everything that would generally strengthen my legs, my knees, my flexibility, my mobility. And then six months out of nowhere, when I wasn't even thinking of it, my body remembered that my knee has the ability to squat And I was able to squat to a pretty solid depth to help my client and I had no pain. And that was a humongous win. And I didn't get that until six months of like very, very, very small returns. So the second biggest insight I've been having with my clients in person is that when it comes to injury recovery, the recovery process is a lot slower than we all want it to be. And the more that you can find other goals to focus on while giving the major injury time to heal, I believe the faster your healing process will go. It's very much like when people say that when you stare at a pot of water, it won't boil. But when you leave a pot of, pot of water alone on a stove, by the time you come back, the water's boiling. But every time you stare at it and you wait for those freaking bubbles to come up, it takes forever. It's the same concept when it comes to having a major injury in your body. The more that you stare and measure and test that injured, uh, you know, knee, shoulder, hip, whatever it might be, the more frustrated you're going to get. So if you can find other goals, you will be able to progress a whole lot faster. Um, And those are the two biggest insights I've been having recently with my in-person clients. So that is today's show. I hope you guys enjoyed it. Next week, we're going to be having on a guy named Benji, who is the owner of Freak Athletics Equipment. He makes all of the ATG equipment necessary in order to do all of the work that I do with my clients in person. So he makes Nordic Benches. He makes Tid Bars. He makes Slant Boards. Um, and I'm in the process of working on getting you guys a discount code in case any of you guys want to start doing some of this at home. Um, to help bulletproof your knees if you weren't able to train with me in person. So I hope you guys are having a great day. And until next time, peace.